And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. Is this your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. The tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Frank Lovejoy stars as Chicago newspaper reporter Randy Stone on Night Beat from 1950. But it's time now for TV Jeopardy! Lisa Wolf Trebek will play audio clips from popular TV shows. I'll try to name the shows while you play along at home, right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. So we're going to take a walk down memory lane mm-hmm. and uh, go to TV shows from the 1950s, mm. part two. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll be familiar with all of these, but we'll appreciate hearing some of the clips and kind of laughing at how the times were so different than today. Yeah, and uh, folks at home, play along. Sure, absolutely. So yeah. here is the first a TV show clip. I want to hear what you had to say. Well, she slapped me and you saw it. Yeah, I saw it. You know, you're pretty good picking fights with women and boys, Kriegel. But I wonder how good you really are. Matt. Now you keep out of this. Wait a minute, Marshal. I think you're a card, Kriegel. And I'm going to prove it. Please, Marshal, not in here. Never mind. That cowboy wouldn't draw on you, Kriegel, but I will. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Look out, too, because he's tall. He's like 6'6", that James Arness. <laughs> That's right. That is Gunsmoke. That's exactly right. I think you could explain all of this. Directed by? Norm MacDonald. That's right. Yeah. And it was uh, in where? Well, what it was location? Dodge City, Kansas. Dodge City, Kansas. 1800s, the, late 1800s. 1870s, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we heard James Arness on TV, and it was... Of course, William Conrad on radio. Yes, it was. From uh, the series on radio ran from? Like around 52 to about 56. 52 to 61. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow, wow, wow. uh, There you go. Mm -hmm. All right, this next one. I don't know if you watch this show, but you'll recognize it. All right. Too bad she won't be able to go inside. She's going to wear her collar and leave. Well, didn't you hear about the new law? No dogs allowed on the fairgrounds. On account of some trouble they had the last time. Too many dogs or something. You'll have a nice ride anyway. You can wait in the car for us. And you won't have to wear your collar and leash after all. <laughs> I'll tell Bertha that you're here. Bertha. We're here. Bertha, the Martins are here. Oh, just in time. I was getting some cookies ready for them. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> and she's got a little apron on. Hmm. I, uh, I'm probably going to get this wrong. I don't think so. I'm going to say Lassie. That's right. Oh, it is? Of course. That was Lassie. Wow. I never you know, watched kind it. Of I didn't think you did. What kind of Mm-mm. dog was Lassie? A collie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and now collies are famous because of Lassie. Yeah. Uh, the uh, show aired from 54 to 73. Yeah. And uh, 17 seasons on CBS before um, syndication for two more years. And yeah. it was initially filmed in black and white. Yeah. And then transitioned to color in 65. Did you know that several of the Lassies over the run were not female? They were male dogs? 
I, you can't tell, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look close enough, you probably can't. Well, can. you can't tell from the camera angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But All Lassie right. is definitely a female. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, all right. I didn't think you'd have trouble with Rod that one. Rod Weatherwax was the guy who uh, used to train Lassie, mm. made a fortune. I bet. You know, because there were movies, TV shows. And, Amazing uh, dogs. He had several Lassies, and some of them were not female. Okay. Well, now I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the next one. Yes. You'll have no trouble with this. Girls look kind of lucky, don't they, Mom? Why do you say that? Well, they don't have to be smart. They don't have to get jobs or anything. All they got to do is get married. <laughs> well, Beaver, being smart isn't exactly a drawback to marriage. Well, if they don't get married, well, they can become dressmakers or cut people's nails in a barber shop or take care of kids and a lot of other dumb stuff. Other <laughs> dumb stuff. <laughs> We had uh, we had him on the air with yes, us. Yes, did. Wally Mayer. Uh, Wally... Well, uh, this is Jerry Mathers. Yeah, Jerry Mathers. Of course, that's Leave It to Beaver. It sure is. And I know we gave it away at the little uh, yeah, Beaver, Beaver in there. But um, Gee, if I, you listen to the content of the uh-huh. conversation, you realize that this was from uh, 1957. Yeah. I mean, get your nails done at a barber shop. Well, the point is, he's saying girls don't really have to be yeah, smart, no, do they? No, no. Well, of course not. Gosh. They could just get married. So oh that's what he said. Wow! So, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, we and we had we had uh, J- um, Mathers, mm-hmm. Jerry mm-hmm. Jerry Mathers on yeah, the show. We sure we got to get him back on. I would love to. We had a lot of fun yeah. on the air with him. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. Let's hear it. I suppose in the 18 year history of our show, we've never had any stars oh, one big shoe. such affectionate acceptance as our little Italian mouse Topo Gigio. Topo Gigio. Tonight, I'm delighted, and I know you're delighted, to welcome Topo Gigio back. From Italy to New York City. So let's have a nice welcome for a little Topo. Round of applause. You know, I watched this show. um, So this is the Ed Sullivan show. Yes, it is. I watched this show as a kid with my parents and my my brother and my sisters. And I, when they had Topo Gijo on, I was the happiest kid in the whole world. Because I loved that little mouse. When he would come on, that was like my favorite. I, I would be like, because it wasn't every week. No, Tobo I know. Gijo was not on every week. I purposely found a clip with that, that because great. I knew that would evoke a memory that yeah. you had. Wow. So, so nice. Mm-hmm. I know. It's all warm and fuzzy. Topo Gijo. Uh, one more. Okay. This is the last one. Yes. This is a great one, too. Okay. Well, here I am again with $2,500 for one mm-hmm. of our couples. And if any of them say the secret word. <laughs> <laughs> Secret word, boys. We'll fly down and pay him a hundred dollars. The word tonight is a hundred dollars. Well, that's you bet your life. It sure is. This was on uh, television from fifty to sixty-one. That was Groucho wow. That's Marks a long time. With uh, with his eleven assist- years on television. Right? Isn't that amazing? Wow. And of course, now we've got George Leno. Who's done it? You mean uh, George Leno? I uh, mean Jay Leno. Jay Leno. I say jo- Jay Leno, who yeah. has a kind of a reimagining I... of the show. And sorry, I'm sorry too. Can't watch it, it. I can't either. No, no, I know it's just it kind of just ruins it. I don't yeah. know. Uh, this is really well. Special. I got them all. You sure did. Wow. And, and really, I'm not out to trick you. Just kind of enjoy. For once? No, not on this segment. Anyways, we'll just enjoy uh, right. a trip down memory lane. Coming your way, a good newspaper drama night beat. Don't miss it. We'll be right back. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, we're going to start things off with a really good newspaper drama called Night Beat. 
came to NBC Radio in February of 1950, and it starred Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. He was a reporter for the fictional newspaper, The Chicago Star, and he covered the night beat, roaming the windy city in search of human interest stories for his column. And uh, Stone was a passionate, crusading reporter who tried to set things right in the murky late-night hours. And it was a really, really good series, Lisa. It uh, it only lasted a couple of seasons, and that's because, like, you know, radio was making its way out. Uh, it came a little late. It came in 1950, lasted until 1952. It had all of L.A.'s best supporting actors because it was broadcast out of L.A., but it was set in Chicago. Joan Banks, who was Frank Lovejoy's wife, was on a lot of these shows. Parley Bear, William Conrad, Paul Fries. We have an episode called Am I My Brother's Keeper? Starring Frank Lovejoy from March 13th, 1950. Here's part one of Night Beat. Night Beat. Hi, this is Randy Stone. I cover the night beat for the Chicago Star. My stories start in many different ways. This one began in the shattering turmoil of a manhunt and ended in the quietness of the morgue. Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. People are always telling me how lucky I am to have a job where all I've got to do is walk around Chicago at night looking for a story. It's a dandy little job, sure. All you need is a pneumonia jacket, an extra set of art supports, and a goodly supply of penicillin, and you're all set. <laughs> the city at night, fascinating. That old nose for news, frozen stiff and ready to fall off. Those eagle eyes so watery and bloodshot from the wind, they wouldn't serve a self-respecting canary. Yes, sir, it's lovely work if you can get it. Brothers and sisters, have I got it. (laughs) Oh, I guess I was just bitter. I'd walked from the loop to the near north side, waiting for a story to tap me gently on the shoulder, and so far it was no hits, no runs, and no errors. The streets were empty. Everybody was home hugging a radiator. And then, far away, I heard that lonely blues-in-the-night sound. A police siren. And then another. And another. And then it seemed like there was a whole chorus of sirens singing about what a cruel, cruel world it all was. And then one siren separated itself from the rest and came closer. A prowl car coming down the street, stopping just a few yards away from me. And a police officer jumping out of it and hurrying to a call box. The officer passed under the street lamp, and I saw the excited look on his face, and I thought, all right, Stone, you lucky dog, let's go to work. This is Malachek. Yeah, okay, we're on our way over there right now. Right. Uh, officer, just a second. What do you want, mister? What's up? Sounds like every squad car in the city's on the loose. Look, I got no time, mister. Read it in the papers tomorrow. Oh, I never touch the stuff. Look, the name is Stone, Chicago Star. Oh, reporter? Well, mildly, that's a general call, isn't it? I got no time to stand here, Gavin. I'll give it to you fast. Gig Sanvers busted loose. Sanvers? Great. When and how? Read it in your paper, Stone. All right, Crossan, let's move. They got him trapped. <laughs> 
Kig Sanders, two-time loser, a killer, loose in a city of four million people and everyone his enemy. I hurried to a phone, checked with the police, and then drove over to that part of Chicago called the Badlands. That strange area belonging to every city, surrounded by business section, yet itself run-down, deteriorated, filled with tenements and abandoned factories. It was there the police had thrown a cordon around a boarded-up building. My pass got me through and up to the front line, and Police Captain Arlen. Hello, Stone. Oh, the hunt's on, huh? I don't know. We'll see in a minute. Sanders in that building? Got a tip he would be. Wait a second. All right, Billings. Turn the searchlights on the building. Keep two of them on the roof. Run the others back and forth. Right. Sticking around, Stone? Yeah, I guess so. You sure Sanders is in there? No, but we couldn't afford to pass up the tip. The tip? Where'd it come from? No, no, no. It's just a phone call. But Sanders knew this neighborhood like the back of his hand, likely to be here. Captain Ireland, ready with the speaker now. Okay, bring it here. Malachek. It's quite a crowd gathered for the kill. Yeah, making it tough for us. Sanders is armed like an artillery corps, and if he's in there... Uh, I see what you mean. How'd he get away? Haven't got the full details yet, but he was being taken to the death house. Killed a cop. He's a nice boy. Here you are, Captain. Okay. All right. Here it goes. Sanders? Sanders! Listen to me! There's no way out of that building that isn't covered. Come out with your hands in the air. We'll give you 20 seconds. Hear that, Sanders? 20 seconds. We'll count them off for you. Now, what if he doesn't show? Tear gas first, then we'll go in after him. Uh-huh. If he comes out with his hands up, he goes to the death house. And if he doesn't... He'll come out. Rats always believe there's a chance to beat the chair. <laughs> well, his life, there's hope. No sign of him. Malachek, come here! Yes, sir. Take the microphone. When I give the signal, start counting off 20 seconds. Yes, sir. He's given him more than 20 seconds. Not him, the crowd. They won't push in so close when the counting starts. Oh. Oh, look at them. Look at those faces. Perfectly normal human beings for 23 and a half hours of the day. Give them something like this for 30 minutes and they become a mob. Waiting, watching, hoping for the kill. People, Randy, want to change them? Uh, yeah, sure. We'll retool and put out a nice new eight-cylinder model with a convertible sole. Get ready, Manilchek. Yes, sir. Captain, there's my story. Sandberg? Oh, no, no, that's for the front page, boys. That mob, that's my story. Look at that young couple right over there. Look at those two. They're hoping Sanders will come out shooting. Otherwise, they'll want their money back, huh? I suppose so. I'll see you later. Where are you going? I want to stand by that couple and listen to them. All right. Malachek, start counting. But warn him first. Once more. Sanders. Sanders. We're going to start counting right now. Come out with your hands in the air or we'll cut you in half when we come in after you. One, two, three, four. I edged my way behind the young couple. They looked so nice and so human. But here they were, the same as all the rest. Nine. Go back just a little over a thousand years, put on a toga, and take a seat in the Colosseum at Rome. Have a great day watching the gladiators butcher each other. Cheer for the lions, or if you prefer people, cheer for the slave to kill the lion. Makes no difference. It's all the same holiday. Somebody gets killed. And then it started. Let him have it! It was all over in a few moments. The tear gas, the police rushing in with their masks on, the crowd straining forward to get a glimpse of Sanders. But there was no Sanders when the police came out. 
Nobody in there, Captain Ireland. There must have been. No, sir, not a soul. We've covered every inch. I watched the crowd, and strangely enough, there was relief on their faces. And even a little shame that they'd hoped for the kill. But the young couple in front of me. He wasn't there, Ken. He wasn't there. I know. Come on. Let's get out of here quick. Ken, Ken, I'm, I'm sick. Evie, hold on to me. Let us through, please. Let us through. Yeah, here, this way. Come on. Will you clear the way, please? She's sick, mister. Maybe it's a natural reaction to disappointment. Huh? Nothing, nothing. Come on. We'll get through this way. Will you let us through, please? Excuse me, will you? Please. Thank you. She's got to sit down, mister. She's got to... Okay. Here, here's my car. Let her get in here. Kenny. Kenny wasn't there. He's... He's loose. Never mind. Come on, baby. I'll get you home. You better let me drive him. No. We'll be all right. Ken, I'm, I'm sick. I... Just a little while, Evie. We'll be home. Look, fella, it's easy to see what's the matter. She can't walk home in her condition. It ain't far. A block would be too far. I'll get a cab. No. I don't want anybody around us. Don't want anybody around you? That's a laugh. You bring her out here to this. Why didn't you take her on a nice tour through the packing house? Shut up. What right you got to talk like that? The founding fathers gave it to me. You don't know nothing about it. You don't know. Ken, take me home. Look, my car is still here. You're in no spot to refuse help, no matter what your reason. Now, come on. Let him. Let him take his Kenny, please. I... Come on. They lived very close. It didn't take over three minutes to get to their tenement building. I wanted to take her to a hospital, but she refused. She refused in a way that made me look at her hard. And there was another thing, the way she reacted when the police found out Gig Sanders wasn't in the oil factory. Terror. That's what it was, sheer terror. And I helped her husband carry her up the stairs and into their meager little flat. On the couch, mister. Yes. Okay. There. Now, have you got a phone? What for? Call a doctor. We ain't got a phone. But there's a drugstore. No, Ken. But, baby... We gotta get out. We ain't got time for a doctor now, just... Let me rest. You're in no condition to refuse it, Doctor. I'm all right now. Yeah, yeah, sure. It ain't going to be for three weeks. That's what the doctor said. Three weeks? And you drag her out to that great exhibition? Why didn't she... Shut up. Told you before you didn't know nothing about it. Mind your own business and leave us alone. What are you looking like that for? What's the matter with you, with both of you? Nothing. Oh, yes, there is. You're scared stiff of what? Please go, like Kenny says. Leave us alone. Well, let me phone for a doctor from the drugstore. I, I, I won't come back. Just the doctor. Evie? No. We ain't got time, Kenny. Don't you know that? We ain't got time. He's loose, Ken. He's loose. Easy, baby. Don't. <gasps> You're talking about Gig Sanders, aren't you? Why? Why are you afraid of him? Do you know him? Come on, what about a talk? No. Not to nobody. You're scared of Sanders. Why? Look, mister, you helped us, all right? Thanks. Now get out of here. We gotta tell somebody. I said nobody. You know what'll happen. We gotta tell. Mister, who are you? My name is Stone, Chicago Star. Newspaper, newspaper. That frighten you? Maybe he can help. Maybe he can. Nobody can. You know that. I'll tell him. Evie, shut up. It was Kenny who tipped the cops. Evie. I had to tell somebody. Maybe he can help. That's the truth, Kenny. I don't... Yeah. It was me tipped the cops. That Sanders was in the factory? I thought he might be, but he wasn't. All right, all right. Now tell me something else. How do you know so much about it? Come on, if you want me to help, I gotta know you're on the level, so tell me. Tell him. How do I know that he won't go straight to the police? How do I know that? We gotta trust somebody. We gotta. Can we trust anybody? Well, try it and see. 
him and me in the same gang once. I did time, but I got out before he did. I went straight because... Because... Go ahead. It was for me. Oh. All right, now... How about the tip to the police? There'll be a reward, you know. Sanders is big time. I didn't do it for no reward. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Mr. Stone, help us. How? How can I help? By getting out now and keeping your trap shut up. And that'll help? No, you'll be back where you started. Your wife knows that. She wouldn't have asked me to help. Giggle, come after us. How would he know that you gave the information to the police? He'll guess. We used that factory plenty of times for a hideout. Nobody else knew how to get in. There's a cell away. All right, let me ask you another question, Kenny. What? Why did you tip the police? Gig. Gig hates me. Why? Kenny married me while. while Gig was still in the pen. Oh, you were his girl? No, I never was. I never was his girl at all. I was like everything else Gig liked. Everything was his, no matter who it belonged to. To him, a, a girl was like anything else his, his gun, his clothes. Anytime Gig Sanvers wanted something, it was his. I never loved him. I, I told him, but. He just laughed, like what I felt didn't mean nothing. I see, and now... Now he's loose. He hates me because of Evie, and he's going to know I tipped the coppers. Mr. Stone, if it's the last thing he does, he's going to get us, Evie and me. Ah, he's going to get him. He's that gig guy, that gig Sanders, he's going to get him, Lisa. You right. know that? That's right, right. Or whatever you say. <laughs> if you said it, it must be true. Uh, we're listening to Night Beat. The woman there, the person playing the the woman character there, that's Georgia Ellis. And she has a very distinct voice. She played Kitty Russell. I knew she was from On Gunsmoke, Gunsmoke. Yep. yeah. And um, Ted DeCorsia there as, the, as her boyfriend. Yeah, Frank Lovejoy as uh, Randy Stone, newspaper reporter. Really good episode. Hope you're enjoying it. And don't forget, folks, we have a five-hour show. All five hours are available to be emailed to you each and every week. Just go to our website, hollywood360radio.com. Sign up for the podcast. You'll also get our Radio Rarities podcast along with that. Um, lots of fun. Full five-hour show plus radio rarities. Hollywood360radio.com. Go there to learn all about it. We'll have more of Nightbeat after this short break. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360. 
across uh, hundreds of radio stations coast to coast. And uh, also American Forces Radio, 168 countries. So we are, um, yeah, it's a big, we giant, are, yeah. big giant blowtorch out there, as they say. And I hope you are enjoying these classic radio shows. I've been licensing these shows since I was uh, just out of college, Lisa. That was, what, five years ago? Um, yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, yeah no, and, uh, the truth is... Because you took up space. 40, <laughs> over 40 years, um, I have been licensing these radio shows. And um, it has been such a uh, such an honor and a blessing to be able to meet so many of these people that created these shows, that own these shows, licensing them from their estates, and getting to know a lot of these people. I have interviewed hundreds of of these people that we play on the air here, hundreds. Well, first of all, it's lucky that you started so many years ago so that you had the opportunity to meet people that are unfortunately no longer with us today. And also, what an unusual passion for somebody, you know, 21 years old. Yeah. Um, just, you know, you're so different. I got <laughs> I, Yeah, you know, I actually fell in love with these shows at age 12. Age 12 yeah. is when I, mean, I was like first I say, exposed. You're very different. In no, but 19, it is very unusual. 1975, I was exposed to a show. I heard a suspense episode, and that's it. Never looked back. I learned, you know, tried to learn everything I could about these shows, started collecting the shows, and then started licensing them right out of college, um, getting the rights to uh, suspense and The Whistler and Gunsmoke and The Shadow and all of these great radio shows. And uh, we pay royalties for the uh, rights to sell them, and we um, pay fees to broadcast them and podcast them. And so um, that's why we really appreciate you if you're a club member, because that uh, that helps that whole uh, process. If you're a classic radio club member or you're a podcast subscriber, really, really appreciate that. And a portion of that does go to pay for the shows, the uh, the royalties to for to have the master recordings mm. and the privilege to broadcast and sell these programs. So we thank you. We're listening to Night Beats, an NBC series starring Frank Lovejoy, Am I My Brother's Keeper? Let's go back to March 13, 1950, the conclusion now to Night Beat. You are listening to Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. Those kids were scared, plenty scared. I asked them the only question that made sense, and I got my answer. Go to the police? <laughs> sure. A guy who serves time goes to the cops. He tells them he gave him a bum steer. They got every copper in Chicago around that factory while Gig gets away someplace else. Yeah, yeah, sure. They'd believe me, wouldn't they? Well, try it. I'll go with you. Listen, you don't know. I changed my name. I moved all over the state looking for a job. This is the only place I could get one. I had to come back here. So what does that prove? It'll be in the papers. He'll lose his job, Mr. Stone. I can't do that. Not with Evie. Then what do you want me to do? Look, maybe if I give you a, a, a list of the places the coppers might find Gig, maybe you could tip him. What if he doesn't show up? There ain't many places he can go. Look, maybe by this time he's out, maybe even out of the state. He's killed an officer. He won't dare to stay here. Gig, as long as he knows Evie and me are still alive, he'll stay. He hates me so much, he'll take that chance. Does he know you live here? No. I ain't even seen any of the old bunch at all. I moved around. Always moving. Keep away. Mr. Stone... 
go to the police. But don't tell them nothing about me. Will you get it through your head that they'll protect you? Even so, Giggs got friends if they find out it was me. All right, yeah. So you gotta go to the police. All right. Where's the drugstore? Right at the corner. You'll see it. All right, stay right here. Keep your door locked until I get back. It was a short two minutes to the corner drugstore. I put in my call and started back to the flat. The street was quiet, deserted. The dirty tenements, a solid block of ugliness against the night. I reached the tenement entrance, and I was just about to start up the steps. Hey, pal. Huh? Don't turn around. Well, Stand nice and quiet. That's it. What is this, a holdup? Sure, a holdup. Now listen to me. Take out a cigarette. What? Take out a cigarette. That's it. Now light it. Act natural. Good boy. Now? Where are you? In your car at the curb, smart boy. What? Don't turn around, I said. Take a look up and down the street. I am. Coppers? No. Okay. Now come here to the car. You're gonna do like I tell you, understand? What do you want? Who? You know who I am, Stone. Yeah, I guess I do. Listen, I'm going up to that flat you come Don't from. do it, Sanders. Sure, I'm gonna do it. This gun says I can do it. Leave the two kids alone. Yeah. All alone. You're wasting time, Sanders. Time you could use to better advantage. Sure. Now step back a couple of feet. I'm getting out. Just stand there. Keep smoking a cigarette. Walk ahead of me. Straight in that house. Move. Stop here. Sanders. You're not going to do this and still have time to get away. Real concerned about me, ain't you? Don't worry, I'm a big boy. All right, give him a break. Sure, like they was going to give me. Now, listen. You're going back up to that flat. You're going to knock on the door and you're going to tell them to let you in. That clear? What if I don't? So be a hero. I'll get in anyway. It's just easier this way. Okay? I, uh... All right. So let's go. <laughs> The slow walk up the stairs was a nightmare. I walked down the hall toward the flat. The flat where those two kids waited behind the door that they thought would keep the terror and death away from them. Then, knock. Who is it? Answer. Sanders, please don't do it. You can answer him. Who is it? Answer. It's Stone Kenny, but I... It was a long time. Inside. Shut her up or I will. Evie, 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 don't. Don't stop. Lock that door. All right, Kenny boy. Over on the couch. Gig, gig, don't hurt Evie. She's going to have... I see, yeah. Congratulations. Listen to me. Shut up. Stone. What? Get over to the couch. On your way, turn out the light. And stay in line with the window so I can see you against the street lamp. Now sit down, we'll talk. You gonna listen to me, Gig? Sure, I'm a wonderful listener. Only make it good and funny, huh? Even me fell in love, Gig. You ain't gonna blame us for that. <laughs> Evie and you fell in love. You think I worried about that? You think I cared what she did? Nah. It's what you done tonight. He was afraid, Sanders. Afraid that you'd come after him because of Evie. I thought about it, mister. Yeah, plenty. But I figured let it go. It ain't worth it. 
But this tonight is something different. Turning stooly. You'll never get out of Chicago, Sanders. Every cop in the city will be looking for you. That's nothing new to me. Now, you, Kenny boy. You did tip the coppers, didn't you? Kick. Listen. We're, we're nothing. You haven't got a chance, Sanders. <laughs> no chance? I always got a chance. My luck's good. You know why I wasn't in that factory, Kenny boy? Because my luck held. I had to get some dough first. <laughs> and you know where I was? In that crowd, just standing there watching. You were in the crowd? Yeah, like watching my own funeral, only the coffin was empty. And I saw you and Evie, Kenny. That's how I knew where the tip come from. All right, you're smart, Sanders. Now be smarter. You got us where you want us. We can't make a move. But if you kill us, you'll kill the time you need to get away. I got ways. Like I come here. I followed you in that cab, then hid in your parked car. Now, ain't that smart? Evie, you ain't said nothing. Jig, you gonna kill us? Yeah, I'm gonna kill you. Sanders, you said your luck held. It can't hold forever. What you're doing now is giving the police minute after minute to catch up with you, and they will sooner or later. You killed an officer, Sanders. You know what that means. Him or me, it had to be that way. Doesn't have to be this way. This way? What Kenny done was to save Evie's life and the baby's right or wrong. That's why he did it. What would you have done to save your own life? I killed a cop to save my life. That answer you? Yes, I guess it does. So it makes sense. That's a radio there by you, ain't it? Yeah. Send it on. We're all gonna sit here and wait for the news. I'm gonna see how I'm making out. We sat in the semi-darkness of the room. The only light came from the window that faced the street. Then the 11 o'clock news broadcast came on. The meeting tomorrow will tell us more. Tonight in Chicago, the city's manhunt goes on for Gig Sanders, convicted and sentenced killer. Acting on an anonymous tip, the police surrounded the old Phillips factory, but Sanders had not been there or had escaped before the cordon could be drawn tightly. Meanwhile, rewards totaling $2,800 have been offered. Shut up! 2800 A real nice nest egg, huh, Kenny boy? There wasn't any reward. There is now. Sanders. What do you want, Stone? You said you were smart. So? What are you getting at? Maybe you forgot one thing. Yeah? You came here in a cab. So? The driver get a look at your face? <laughs> so give me that. The cops would be here long before now. Oh, no, Sanders. Only about a half hour has gone by since they tried for you in the factory. Figure it out. By the time the cab driver reports, by the time the police check... Shut up. You're wasting time. You got half a chance if you take it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you talked me into it. Okay, I'll get going. Gig, no, please, no. Gig, 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 not the, not Evie, not the baby. The baby, Evie. I could have been rotten in that factory by now. What satisfaction will you get from this sandwich? Satisfaction? Everything in the world. You were friends. Yeah, friends. Did you tell them how good friends we were, Kenny? Did you tell them how we played in the same dirty, stinking streets? How we ate the same sloppy orphan asylum? Did you tell them all that? Gig. Yeah, Evie, did you tell him how I was always the one to get Kenny out of jams when we were kids? They tell you that, Stone? No, but you're thinking of it. Remember it. I am. Oh, I am. All Kenny wanted was a decent life. Even if it cost mine, huh? He wanted to live for his wife and their baby. And I want to live. For what? You shouldn't have said that, Stone. I didn't have nothing against you till you said that. I was going to that death house when I busted loose. I figured a million ways to get away, and I took the chance. When it come, I killed a cop, a cop. 
And I know what happens to a cop killer, I know. And they're coming. I guess you were right about that cabbie. The minute the couples will all be set up and ready to get me. Yeah, but I killed a cop. That's how bad I wanted to live. But nobody wants me to. Nobody, you hear? Nobody. Listen, Sanford. You listen. A couple of weeks ago, there was a leopard loose. You know what the people said? You know, Stone? Yes, I know. They felt sorry for the leopard. That's right. Everybody wanted that leopard taken alive. Nobody wanted it killed but me. Me, I'm a human being, and they want to see me cut to pieces. Maybe because that's all the difference in the world between you and that animal. Is there? Is there? You're going to tell me the leopard would know better if he killed to get away. Well... I don't. No, because that's the way I learned to live. Because you didn't want any other way, Sanders. Because it was the easiest way. You grew up in a gutter. You never wanted to get out of it. Other men did. I ain't other men. I'm Gig Sanders. Gig Sanders. Gig, they're all around. You ain't got a chance. Yeah, and that's dandy for you. Just what you want. No, Gig. No, I swear it ain't. You swear. Now, you listen. I'm going out. Yeah, but not with my hands up. And I ain't gonna die alone. Sanders, don't. Do one last decent thing. Let these kids alone. Gig, listen. I'll go with you. Kenny, no. Gig, Gig, I'll, I'll go with you. It'll be you and me again like it always was. I hope you get away. We can do it together, Gig. We always used to, me and you, remember? You're crazy, Kenny. If they think you're going out with him, you won't have a chance. They'll cut you down with him. You Kenny, won't... stay here. I gotta do it, Evie. You gotta see that. I have to do it. Gig, you wanna kill me, all right. I'll be dead if that's what you want, but I'm going out with you. I got a gun. I got a gun. Kenny, put it down. Don't. So you got a gun. You got a gun. All right, shoot me. Why don't you shoot me? I could have. Any time we were sitting here. But you didn't. You was always soft, Kenny boy. You see, Stone, that's the difference between him and me. Then shoot me. Go ahead, kill me now. But even if you don't, I'm going out with you, King. Kenny, you're not talking sense. Sanders, Sanders, we know you're in there. Sanders, this is Captain Ireland. Listen to me. Sanders. I'm listening, copper. Sanders, there are innocent people in that building. We'll give them time to clear. If you've got any human decency left in you, wait before you do anything. But I warn you, Sanders... Come out with your hands in the air. What are you going to do? You know what I'm going to do? Coppers! Coppers, I'm coming out! Right out the front door! Tell everybody else to stay in! Tell them! All right, Sanders. But with your hands up! Now listen, people... Stay in your rooms, lie down on the floor, and stay away from windows and doors. I'm coming, coppers! They'll kill you, Gig. Sanders, go out with your hands in the air. Oh, sure, sure. Now, Evie, Kenny... Gig! Sanders. Do it, then, Gig. Do it and get it over with. Kenny, Kenny, boy, get where I can see your face. Think what you're doing, Sanders. Shut up, son. And my light by the window, Kenny. Now, let me look at you. Yeah. You said you'd go out with me. Yeah. Kenny, don't lie to me now. Don't lie now. I'll go with you, Kate. Swear it's the truth, Kenny. Swear it's the truth. 
I don't have to swear it, Kate. You're looking at me. Yeah. Okay. I'm going out alone. And what about Kenny, Evie? I can rot in this stinking world. I can rot. Not me. I'm going out. I'm going out and meet all the coppers in Chicago. Jig, stay where you are. He's gone. He's gone. Sanders, come out with your hands up. There's $2,800 lying down there, Kenny. Better go down and pick it up. I don't want it. You had all the chance in the world. Why didn't you kill him? I couldn't. Gig Sanders was my brother. Now it's almost dawn again, and I've written another story. It's a story that began a long time ago when a man looked up and answered a question with another question. Am I my brother's keeper? There's an answer to that, and our society has made it. Yes, you are your brother's keeper, but the kept must be worthy of the keeping. Copy, boy. Night Beat, a new dramatic series, stars Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. Tonight's story was written by Russell Hughes. Night Beat is edited by Larry Marcus and directed by Warren Lewis. Music by Frank Worth. Others in tonight's cast were Ted DeCorsia, Georgia Ellis, Shepard Menken, Louis Haight, Herb Ellis, and Alan Slate. Frank Lovejoy will next be seen in Milton Sperling's production, Rock Bottom, released by Warner Brothers. Listen next week at this same time and every week as Randy Stone searches through the city for the strange stories waiting for him in the darkness. The stories that come out of the shadows to find their way into Night Beat. Tomorrow, Fred Allen joins Bob Hope. Now, Jack Benny is on NBC. All right, there you have it. That's Night Beats, a broadcast from March 13, 1950, Am I My Brother's Keeper, starring Frank Lovejoy. A really good episode is heard on NBC, uh, sustained. No sponsor on that show. And, uh, yeah, Night Beat, we have, like, I think we have most all of the episodes of Night Beat direct from the master recordings. And we play it every once in a while right here on Hollywood 360. I had a couple of uh, emails and a few texts, people asking for that phone number. We've been giving out a phone number where you can uh, call and um, speak to a live operator. Now, if a live operator doesn't answer when you call, they will call you back. Uh, So just leave your number. But if you're interested in signing up for our podcast, and that will get you the full five-hour show sent to you every Monday, 
and the Radio Rarities podcast as well. Or if you have questions about the classic radio club, what you get, how it all works, you um, every 30 days you get a five-CD set mailed to you. Or if you don't want the CDs, you get digital downloads. All of these questions can be answered by our live operator. So we do have a phone number that we'd like to give you. Write this down if you're interested. Call, and if you don't speak to a live operator, as I said, leave a message, and they will call you back. 815-900-7535. That is our number, 815-900-7535. Right, Lisa? That's right. You got it. I'm glad we have a number. You can also text that number if you're more comfortable, but it's also nice to talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, one-on-one. Yeah, you could, you could text that number and leave your number where to call back. But our uh, our operators will call you back and answer any of your questions about the podcasting or about the Classic Radio Club. Let's take a quick break. Then it's more of Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right, Lisa, do you have a little This Month in Music History in you? I sure do. We're changing it up today. We're doing top songs from 2023. It's a new year. 2023? It's a new year. Let's hear it. All right. That's, um, don't tell me. That's, uh, Megan Trainer. Yes. Megan Trainer From her album, Taking It Back, and, uh. This is honestly a huge TikTok uh, thing. I know you're not a social media guru, but it's all over TikTok. And uh, all the little girls are singing this and doing some dances. Oh, really? I could show you a little dance for it, but I won't. Yeah, I like Megan Trainor. Yeah, I think she's very talented. Oh, this is great. Uh, she wrote the song. It was inspired about her insecurities about her body image. So, ah. uh, what's going on here? Let's listen to a little bit of it. She's great. So people are making videos. There's and... a particular dance that she does on her video, and so we've all learned it, and we can we copy and do her dance with her on TikTok. Oh, mm-hmm. very cool! Mm-hmm. I got my Gucci on. That's right. All right, in our next hour, we're gonna tune into the Whistler from 1952. We're also gonna play Beat the Host. That's right. We're gonna need a caller, so uh, you can give us a call at three one two. 642-5600, looking for caller number 11. It's all about Elvis Presley. All right, give us a call. We'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.